Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working our way through the story. Today we're looking at Numbers chapter 13. We're going to read verse 26 through verse 33. Now at this point in the story, the people of Israel have left the mountain, Mount Sinai, where God has made a new covenant with them. Um, He's given them the commandments. He's given them the tabernacle to build, which they obediently go and build. He's given them their new practice of sacrifice. He's set up the Levites and the priestly class, the purity laws, all of this new structure for his new nation. God has them take a census because now they're going to begin readying the army and breaking the nation up into its individual tribal units to prepare for the conquest of the promised land. So the count has been done. They're divided into units, all camping and living under the banner of their family. They're getting themselves ready to really take hold of the promised land. And as they get ready to do this, Moses sends out 12 spies, and he gives them very specific instructions about going into the land, checking it out, finding the topography, finding the the crop variety, just really looking at getting their mind wrapped around everything that they're going to see, everything they're going to face as part of this conquest. Now those spies have returned. And they're going to give their report to the entire nation in Numbers 13, starting in verse 26. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, and the Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of giant and great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak that come from the Nephilim. We we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we look the same to them. Okay. Amen. So, the spies come back with a really difficult report. The land is everything God promised it would be. It flows with milk and honey. The fruit is so large, it tells a story of them having to carry a cluster of grapes on a branch because it's so large that not one person could carry it. It's everything God said it would be. There's only one problem. It's filled with people who are powerful, have powerful cities, have powerful walls, have powerful armies, and who they themselves are literally giants. They're humongous people. And the Israelites suddenly look at themselves. It says, we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. They look at themselves and say, we can't do this. 
Now Caleb and Joshua, the other two spies, are pleading with the people, saying, no, 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 we have to trust God. If God's with us, we can do this. And the Bible next says, Aaron and Moses fall on their faces before the people of Israel. They're begging them. They're crying out to them, trust the Lord, trust the Lord. But the nation has had enough. They decide that they can't do this, that this is too hard, that they don't have the ability to conquer the land. They become so frustrated, afraid, and angry that it says in the next chapter, the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Speaking of Joshua, Caleb, Aaron, Moses, the leaders of Israel, the nation has now decided they've had enough. They're literally going to kill their leadership before God obviously steps in. Okay, now, it's so easy for us to read these stories and to just shake our head at the Israelites and think, man, how could they have been so dumb? And even though there's some truth in that, friends, I want us to go deeper. I want you to consider your own life. Let me just ask you a question. Have you ever, because of fear or because of doubt, delayed or waited or not been obedient to something you felt God was asking you to do? My guess is the answer is yes. See, we find ourselves in a similar place when we allow our comfort or when we allow our doubts or when we allow our fear to stop us from moving forward into the purposes or the direction that God is leading us and that God has for our lives. And at times, we are faced in life with our own giants, objects that are too big for us, objects and situations, circumstances, people that by our own strength and by our own power, we are going to be unable to overcome. And the question is, in that moment, do we trust ourselves? Do we trust the natural? Do we trust what we can see with our own eyes right in front of us? Or do we in faith make the conscious choice to focus on who God is, on what God has promised, and on what God is able to do. You see, fear will always lead us to this place of doubting God, and we must resist fear by focusing on God's promises, on God's character, on God's faithfulness. And in doing that, we take a powerful stance against fear and natural sight, and we move over to living by faith. Remember, God had already promised his people he would go before them. He would uh, confuse their enemies. He would drive them out supernaturally. They were not going to have to overcome the strength of the people in the land by their own physical strength. It was going to happen supernaturally by their obedience. Friends, listen to me close. The obstacles that you face today, you do not need to overcome by your own physical strength. You need to overcome by trusting, believing, and by following where God is leading you. The Holy Spirit is the one who has the power in you and through you to help you to accomplish the will and the promises of God in your life. That's not your job, it's His. So let's surrender. Let's trust. Let's believe. 
Let's hope. Let's not allow our sight and our fear to win the day, but let's continue believing, continue pressing on, continue moving forward as Caleb and Joshua and Moses and Aaron encourage God's people. Don't give up. Trust God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you go before us. Thank you that you are the one fighting our battles. And thank you that we can trust you to complete the work that you began in us. We believe you, God, that you are good and that you truly are working. So help us, God, to stop our struggling, to stop our striving, to stop trying to do everything in our own power and understanding. But Lord, to trust you, knowing, God, that you are working and that your plan is good. In Jesus' name, amen.